<laughs> I'm springing this on you. Did you get my health data? I did get your health data, but there's some out, there's some outliers. Just there's one there's one day where I think it I can't tra- track that. So what I did was last last week or last episode we talked about Merlin's e-bike journey. It, we'll come back to this though. Will, will you help me? Will you? Is it R? Are you going to run R on it? Is that what you do? Isn't R the stats thing? It is, but I don't know anything about that. You could pick it up in a weekend. You don't have a job. Merlin's health. Yeah, okay. Why would it be? Why would it be graphing your health? Because you love me. You want me to be well. Well, I mean, and you love you love taking your you're case. You're the one who loves spreadsheets. I do. You that. should be. You should be just totally into this thing and making. You should well, be pivoting tables and. I, I we have lots to talk about, so we got to get going. But I, I'll just mention in passing that I I did not know that you there even was a way. <sighs> There's the way that you can export all of your Apple Health data. If you go to your profile, scroll to the bottom, export all data. I never got that to work at all. It just would run for four hours and not do anything. I finally was able to do that. But in the time before that, I discovered this app. I think it's called Auto Export or something like that. And it totally lets you export all of your Apple Health data. Did you know you could do that? No, I did not know that. And I don't even know how much, like, because I don't wear a watch. All the sleep data is from Apple Watch, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But generally, yeah, that's, that's the go-to place for it now. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have any, like, exercise time. I would know that. The only thing I would have is step count. I'm going to send you, oops, sorry, got my switch on. Oh, I love haptics when you tap. Oh, good beta. I'm going to send you this. So this is what it looks like. So what I sent John was um, all of my, not all of my, it was my sleep data, exercise minutes, and stuff like that. And step count. And, and step walking count. plus running distance. Correct. And like I said, there's definitely some weird ones I got to clean up in there, but I'll send this to you. So this is what the app looks like. It's not very pretty, especially on this beta, but I sent you everything from January of 2012 and nothing registered until like April, whenever I, I guess, whenever I got Apple health, but, um, yeah, it took a while, but it did eventually churn it out and it it imports real good right into, um, Google sheets. Yeah. I'm going to guess you didn't walk and run 156 miles on April 30th, 2014. No, that's what I need to clean up. Uh, the second tab is cleaned up. The first tab is just raw, but yeah, yeah, I had a day. It's so weird. I mean, I, I guess you wouldn't know this, but when you're doing workouts or whatever, God, it's such an extreme word for what I do, but you know, it tracks and, and you go in you're like, Hmm, that's weird. Why do I have 250 minutes of exercise today? That seems like kind of a lot. Uh, and it's, you see, like it tracks like minute by minute, you get, see a little tick where it's like your iPhone registered one minute of exercise at one fifty six PM, your Apple phone, um, captured one minute of exercise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it did that from one fifty six PM to five fourteen PM. And I tried changing the order of the cascade and I still can't figure out where it's coming from, but we're going to have some, I'm going to learn R, you know, learning, learning the basics of stats is on my list right after drawing. I'm not sure you need anything more than just the graphing tools that come. Well, I may be for smoothing. But shouldn't I learn, shouldn't I learn like what you would learn in the first month of a first year basic stats class? Isn't that something that a learned person should know? I don't think so. Okay. Like you just need to learn how to use Excel or Google Sheets to make reasonable graphs. I, I do that. I do that. So you're really resistant to giving me projects, and I don't understand why. This is a, a lousy project. I hate statistics. I didn't like the classes in school. It was just yuck. No, I heard, I heard it's difficult. Mm. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Reconcilable Differences. This is Improbably, geez, Louise, episode 185 of the Reconcilable Differences program uh, featuring the unemployed John Syracuse. And you know, you know how I am, John. I don't like to make a big deal about things. There's a time in my life where I used to be a big deal guy, and now I don't hmm. like I don't like celebrating anniversaries. I got really dinged for Mother's Day, but that's for another day. Mm. Yeah, I, I heard about that. You mentioned it oh, on the show. Boy, I was grounded. Yeah, well, it sounds like you kind of. Oh, I, I, mean, I ate the booger big time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, you know, how would I know? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, you had devices in your life that could remind you of important events. Um. And in a minute, I'm going to pay you a lot of compliments. So I may ask you to turn, take off your headphones. Mm -hmm. uh, John, would you please make the announcement? Sure. So I figure this is this is interesting because uh, today is almost exactly seven days after our first episode. Or seven days. Seven years after our first episode. Our no. first episode was... No, no, we've done this for like four years. No. Uh, so we are recording this on Tuesday, January 14th. And our first episode was seven years and 11 days ago. That's when it was Whoa. published. And that was the summer of new shows. It was two fortnightly shows. One it was, was supposed to be the summer of George, but instead you got us. Mm -hmm. Who are you, Diana Ross? Yeah. So, so seven years into the show, and so you know what they say: if you're if you're a wise, uh, learned, uh, experienced <laughs> podcast entrepreneur, around the seven year anniversary of your podcast is yeah. when you should start thinking about merchandise. Yeah, I mean, if it hasn't well, happened, if it hasn't happened by now, you know. And but we're we're here, and we're and we're gonna make fetch happen. Because what what are we doing, John? You have so much to tell people. I'm so excited about this project. I, I, I mean, there's no reason we never had merchandise to show. We just never got around to it, and it's just just I don't know. We didn't have any good ideas or whatever. I, don't know, I just didn't. I mean, given our what the show is and what it looks like with the relay circle things, I just I wasn't really sure what it would look like. But we're yeah. yeah. So tell, yeah. Tell so them. like you know the obvious thing to do is like why don't you just make a shirt with your logo on it? But our logo involves a lot of gradients. Do you and have stuff any idea what kind? It's it would be worse than ATP. There'd be so many. What do they call it? like like not spot colors, but there'd be oh. so much color. Yeah, my understanding of the way, at least the, the ways that are accessible to us for sort of on-demand, small-run, you know, prints of shirts things is the two choices are, one, you can print designs that use any number of colors, and you basically get to do solid color passes. So if you have one color of ink, you just do a solid color pass. If you have multiple colors, you do multiple color passes. But those are, like, you don't get to blend them or anything. It's no, like, no, and I remember when I, was a, when I was a cork man, and even before that, page maker man, like, it always seemed like when you talk to the wizard at the printing bureau, and you learn about this, you had this seemingly trivial idea, we're avoiding the announcement, the seemingly trivial idea that seemed really simple. I mean, this is how Factory Records almost went out of business, because they put out the new order 12-inch um, uh, Blue Monday, if memory serves, in 1983. And if you've seen 24-Hour Party People, you know this story. But Peter Seville designed the, the, the slipcase, the like the album cover, this gorgeous album cover with like die cuts and spot colors. And he, I guess, designed it with absolutely no thought to what it would cost to produce. And factories, factory records found themselves in the position of having the best selling 12 inch of all time. And they lost money on every single one they sold. Mm -hmm. that, that's the kind of thing I would do. I do that. I'm stealing your thunder. We're, we're, we're selling, yeah, we're selling well, so shirts. We're selling shirts this. and I the, want you to buy yeah. one. Yeah, the shirt options, the shirt the shirt printing options are print a bunch of solid colors and each color you print costs more money or do sort of like a inkjet printer kind of, you lays down uh, a layer of white and then like puts a, little stipply dots on it. Is that like and, a red bubble kind of thing where you get a stiff shirt? 
No, but it just doesn't look great close up. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we do for the ATP on demand shirts or whatever. Anyway, so we couldn't just do a shirt with our logo on it. So we just never did anything because we never had any good ideas. But a couple of shows back, I don't yeah. remember how many episodes, uh, you said you, something you know, on the you, show. John, you played with me in the space and we almost had a bit. Well, it wasn't. It's something you said on the show that I found very funny. Um, and it, it has been a running bit. And what you said. And several people said, why don't you make that into a T-shirt? So yeah, yeah. Did. Yeah. So what what you said ages ago was you were introducing a topic and not trying to be funny, but you said something that is the most, you know, humorous understatement, let's say. You said, I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now, which like I'm doing a lot might of stuff as well be a slogan right for now. both of our lives. Oh, that, a thousand percent. But it was... I was getting flummoxed because I hadn't figured out what I wanted to say and what order it should be in. And that served <laughs> as a hard reset where I wanted to first bracket it by saying, I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. And so now we have for sale as of today, as this comes out. Yes. Yeah. So this, this is the exciting part. It's kind of like me buying my, uh, my AV equipment before I have my TV. Yes. As we're recording this, Nobody can buy anything because nope. it's not done yet. We but can't even by buy the time By the time this show comes out, we are committing ourselves now to have available for purchase two, count them, two t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Different, And they're different. They're different, the shirts. Based on the hit catchphrase that everybody's saying, I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. Because that inspired us. Well, inspired us. People said, like you said, <laughs> you gonna should make a shirt. Fireworks factory. <laughs> yeah. You should make a shirt that says I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. Yeah. And I actually had a vague idea of what a shirt like that might look like. And I threw a sketch together and then chucked it over the wall to one of Relay's Helpful Designers. And we came up with something for that. And you, Merlin, also had your own idea of what a shirt based on this idea should look like. And so we made both shirts. This is not a competition, but, no, you know, whichever shirt no, wins no wagering. The, the losing shirt. Everyone who bought the losing shirt will have to throw it in the garbage. That oh, you know you know who you are. Well, what had happened was, as I said to John, like I say to all of my co-hosts, and I, I'm probably being a little bit revealing here, is there's a phrase, John, you've heard me use from time to time. And I'm not telling anybody else they got to be like this, but I don't, I don't want to be a store. Because when you're a store... It's a fundamentally different relationship that you have with people. Long story short, so like, for example, you're not going to believe this, John. I was not in favor of making playing cards for the Dubai Friday podcast. Believe it or not, that was not not a project that I wanted to shepherd, you know, out of the pasture. And, And you so stepped up on so many levels. I'm like, I got more compliments coming later. But I said to you, look, I think what we said was, because we communicate fairly well, surprisingly, when we're not, I don't know doing a podcast. And uh, I said, Hey, look, you know, I, I, I would, I don't want to make you the guy who does all the work, but I would be very happy to have very minimal input into any aspect of this, unless there's something that really comes along. And so, yeah, I threw, I threw together a little shirt and uh, we shouldn't, should we tell people, we, we won't tell them who did which. Uh, yeah, I guess we can leave it as a mystery. I'll, uh, it is kind of yours versus mine, though, isn't it? If we're being no, honest, no, neither one of these are mine, right? Mm. So, t- well, the, the one that was your success, design success has uh, what is it? Success has many failures, and all of them are mothers. What is it they say? Uh, success has many fathers and failures and orphan. That I don't think we say think, that anymore. I think that's close, uh, but anyway, I, I'm going to say like so. I made the 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 quote unquote your design you chucked over the wall to me and I actually made the final you know vector file that got handed off to Cotton Bureau and then the relay designer made the final vector file for their design which is based on my idea but my idea was very rough and 
I would have just executed my idea myself, but I, t- I tried it a couple of times and it wasn't, and it wasn't right. coming together. And I well, figured so it's like I, in movies, there's a story credit and a screenplay credit and they're different things. I think you are, you wrote the story and then uh, our dude. I don't know if we can reveal these secrets. We want him to be uh, poached. Oh, his, letter, okay. his initials right. are DD. Oh, I know some DDs. There's Donald Duck, David Dagan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a Marvel name. You know what I mean? Um, but, but there's two shirts and listen, I like to make it count when I ask for money. I don't like asking people for money unless I think it's something good. It would mean a lot to us if you guys enjoy the program. And honestly, we don't have a way to check this currently. If you are currently doing a lot of stuff with computers right now, you are fully clear to get one, two, or more of these shirts. And they come, they, they, as the Stones say, they come in colors. Is that right? Yeah. I was thinking, uh, when I wrote up the design spec for my thing to hand off to the designer, I had a sketch that I had done on my iPad and then I handed it off. We were just telling which shirt is which, because I have to, I want to tell stories about both these shirts because people okay. love stories about shirts. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> it's, so part I, of, it's part of that rich, uh, you know, Joseph Campbell talked about this a lot. You yeah. Know, yeah. In the so 60s. It's, it's a shirt's journey. Um, <laughs> a, a lot, <laughs> I, um, I'm doing a lot of stuff with the news right now. And when you said that, I thought it was hilarious because it is such, uh, you know, it's a ridiculous understatement, humorous understatement. And it also sounds like you're taking yourself very seriously. Uh, when in reality, if someone was to look at you from the outside, you're just messing around with your computer toy stuff. This is a, this is a crack I used to make in almost every talk I ever did, which is talking about the difference between my youth and the Richard Scary jobs where everybody was like a Richard Scary character mm-hmm. where like you could see. And the, the point I wanted to make was you would see that this is, this is a kitty cat holding a shovel and wearing a helmet. Like everybody gets a tool. Everybody gets a hat. Sometimes you get a little outfit and you can instantly tell what they did. And just in case you missed it, it would say um, maintenance worker, like in, in uh, Sarah font, like right next to the, to the character. And I, I said, like, if you walked into most offices today, it would just be 150 mice with headphones typing. You'd have no idea who's good at their job. You'd have no idea, you know, who's the full stack developer. <laughs> it's just all, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, but uh, I, I think yours, I think yours may be pretty triumphant. All right. So the, I, I wrote a design brief for this and the design, I feel like this should be like a little card that comes with every shirt that says, that expl- explains like in the way that Merlin It's loves. like John Roderick selling his clothes on eBay, but mainly making a museum. It's more like how you hate how I explain jokes and bullets or whatever. My design I do document ex- I do that. explains why I wh- explains the, the meaning in the context of the show of I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now, why we think it's funny and why we think it would be good on a shirt. So it totally sucks <laughs> all the air out of the fun of the shirt. So it should come with a little card that says, if someone asks you what your shirt is about, just hand them this card and then walk away because they'll, you know, never that finish could be reading. an add on. Like when you add fries to your burger, you could get a set of cards explaining the shirt to people. Yeah. And so in my bullet, idea. In bullets. My idea was I was thinking of like the the illustrations that you see on like a restroom door or like a minute work sign where you have like those sort of people with the circular heads that are floating above their bodies and their yeah, arms and legs stick, are just stick tubes. figures in peril. Yeah, yeah, like sign, people you see on signs or even someone who's like uh, crosswalk, like the walking person, the little kind of like I don't know, I think of like Lego people or Playmobil people, but it's like it's a, you know what they look like. The, the, if yeah. you think of the man, the man, woman, it, rest, when they you want know, to portray somebody in SF symbols. 
Um, like, you know, like we were talking about this on Back to Work today, like God, how amazing SF symbols is 4,000 of those things. Mm-hmm. And like, here's a man stretching. Here's a man stretching differently. And it's totally your dude or, or dudette. Oh, yeah. You should uh, do, find, find for the show notes if we can find a way to link the SF symbols thing that basically is the design of the shirt, which it really is pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and, and, I, and I sketched this on my iPad and yeah. it was like I was trying to draw like the, you know, sign person thing. Sitting viewed from the back, directly from the back, and there you're seeing the back of them sitting in their chair at their desk with a, a bunch of computer screens in front a, of them. A Mike Hurley like array of screens. Yeah, and it says I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. And the idea is that you are there taking yourself so seriously with your big important computer setup, and probably what you're doing is organizing your light bulb, your <laughs> spreadsheet for light bulbs for your flashlights. Right? <laughs> That's not funny. That's me. Or or like me just having because a thousand- I know exactly how many lumens for how long. I mean. Or if you want to pick me, having, uh, you know, a, a giant document with all the different variations on things that you might buy for your TV and which things you might Right, which fans work, which fans don't. I, I was sitting on the couch last night, and because I'm uh, I'm a beta cuck, I've got the betas on a lot of things. And I was doing a little universal control thing, and, you know, there's a little slightly buggy thing. What's a beta? But, like, I had, <clears throat> I had a MacBook, um, two iPads, and then other devices that I just happened to be, like, doing regular maintenance on. And my, my dear wife walked into the room and I looked at her. I looked her dead in the eyes with dead black shark eyes. And I said, I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. <laughs> You're going to get one of these shirts. So be like, hey, that's the thing you said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's one design. It's got and it's got the the text and a little circle around with some Ethernet cables. And uh, you got your, you know, sign person sitting at a desk with a ridiculous number of screens poking out. And the second one, which is Merlin's design, executed by me, story credit by Merlin Mann is I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now in the bitmap Chicago font from the classic Mac, if you're familiar with that. And above it is a command key, which I lovingly rendered in the exact uh, proportions of the command key on the brand new Apple extended keyboard with Touch ID. Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying command, it says... And instead of saying command, it says rectifs. And it's and is, all... is it huge, John? Is it huge so you'd see it across the room? Or is it sort no, of like only, so, so this only one real actually, heads would get it? Yeah, only... The previous shirt, you'll note, has no reference to our show whatsoever. The Good. only way anyone would know it is associated with their podcast is if they already listen to our podcast so much that they know this, the I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. But this one, it says I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. If you squint really close and you look, first you have to say, what is that rectangle? You have to recognize it as a command key. It has the command symbol on it. And then you have to recognize, oh, rectifs. And it's all lowercase because command is all lowercase on the keycap. Yep. Um, so you can actually see that there is a reference to the show on this shirt. It is much more subtle than the other one. And, and so the yeah. shirt, the default color is white with black ink. Uh, and there are many different variations. We've is, got did them I see a purple in there? Reds. Hmm? Did I see a purple in there? Yeah, we've got blues and reds and purples. I picked oh, a variety of colors and a variety of options. I'm going to buy one for Alex Cox. They'll be so happy to have a purple shirt. Yep. Uh, men's and women's styles. Uh, 100% out in cotton and tri-blend if you like tri-blend. I don't. Thank you. Oh, there. God, your shirts are so gross, John. Your hypercritical shirt just, it hurts me to wear. It's like a hair think, shirt. I don't think it was actually that a different. It's like if Catholicism else, but, was a t-shirt. You know, they say the hypercritical shirts return every five years. So, you know, watch your calendars. Is it like Grackles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or Locusts. That's seven Ooh, years. That's 17, no seven years, whatever it is. We've been so. together for seven years. We're like Locusts. We're yeah. like, like two Locusts in love. So here, so these are our shirts. We're going to try doing merchandise for the show. Why are we doing two shirts? Because we're stupid. Really, one shirt would be better, but we've got two of them. Why do we have two different designs? Because we couldn't decide on one. Why do they come in these colors? Because these are the colors I picked. Well, okay, like don't go too fast, Bullet Boy. Like part of it is the shirts are different. They and are like, different. I'm, I'm on a tear right now, as you know, as you know. My, my favorite rock and roll t-shirt right now is the t-shirt that young Neil 
is wearing in one scene in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is one mm. of my favorite movies that I have seen. Well, I've seen parts of it probably 12 times. I've seen it all the way through at least five times. It's one where he's sitting next to Kim on the couch. And I swear to Christ, I, I've watched that movie so many times. I never noticed that it's a band shirt. It's not only a band shirt. I'll put it in notes. <laughs> but it's a, not only a band shirt, but it's a band shirt from one of my favorite bands, which is Sloan. And it's so subtle. You never notice. And everybody makes these shirts Everybody, not not us, but like, you know, <laughs> Redbubble people. And it's like, how much information do you need to put on somebody's chest? Like, if if your logo or words or explanations or graphics or URLs get too far into the rib cage, you're doing it wrong. It should be a sternum-based design, in my opinion. <laughs> well, these are both sternum-based designs. Assuming they come out how we plan them, because again... As we record this, nothing is for sale, but I swear we'll get it up in time. Yeah, so. but John, but John, what what have you done alongside this that made me so? Um, John, a, you've it's done not a big so, deal. You, I don't like to compliment you because you are literally the worst. But John bought us domain names. John did animated uh, gifs or gifs, as you say, and and uh-huh, like those aren't gifs. Come on, was it an SVG? What is it? No video. I'll oh, is it QuickTime? No. What is it? JavaScript. I'll, all right, so is it an R? This is, this is the, the the call to action part. You ready for a call to action, dear listeners who haven't already left because we're talking too much about shirts? Um, mm-hmm. on what what I have learned from doing podcast shirt sales because we do multiple shirt sales on ATP every year because we have all sorts of different fun designs and stuff. Um, is that you need to have some place to send people to buy the shirts, right? And so we have to come up with a URL that we can read on the air. There should not the, there should not be a subdomain. There should ideally not be more than one slash. And ideally, yeah, and, it, should and be, we, it should be ideally a TLD. Yeah, and we use and we use like Cotton Bureau to, for fulfillment for our uh, shirts, and they're going to print them for us, and they're going to ship them to you. And Cotton Bureau is great. We use them for ATP. Relay uses them for you know other shows on Relay have used them for they, their they're, merchandise. They are so reliable. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but their URLs are very long. We would never read them on the air. And just word to the wise: you should never read the URL of a third party thing on your podcast because someday in the future we may sell different things. And we want the URL that we send you to to be a domain that we own so that yep. even if you listen to the show 10 years from now and you go to the domain, you'll get somewhere good. You can and export maybe all your shirts as OPML. We want to own the whole stack. Yeah. So the URL that you go to to buy these shirts mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. recdiffs.store. R-E-C-D-I-F-F-S dot S-T-O-R-E. Yes, dot store is a domain. Not dot com, dot store. Huh? Rectifs huh? dot store. That's all you need to know. Rectifs dot store. I, I, I bought something at a dot dev today. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to buy rectifs dot com, and I did buy rectifs dot com, but don't, don't worry about it. But anyway, I was going to oh just God. buy rectifs dot com, and I saw oh, they have rectifs dot store. So I bought that too. But anyway, rectifs dot store. Uh, and if you go there, you will see... A web page that Merlin thinks is impressive, but really it isn't. All I did was copy and paste the really.fm rectifs page and then shove in the ATP store page. This stuff is like talking done. to my child about project management. Everything is so much harder than it looks, John. And the fact that you're slagging it off and making it look like you did nothing is ridiculous. You ran this entire project into the ground. You did a really good job with this. And I, I made my whole family look at your mock-up last night with your SVGs and everything. Yeah, and so it's if you've seen the ATP store page, it's like that um, because I already did that work once and why not reuse it? It's got little pictures of the shirts and what Marlon was talking about is that normally shirts I just have, like I pick like one color for the shirt and just show it there, but I wanted to show that the shirt is available in a variety of colors. So when you load the page, it just shows two white shirts. Uh, but then if you wait a few seconds, the shirts start rotating and then you show the blue one and the red one and the purple one. 
and every few seconds the picture changes. And that's just that through the magic of JavaScript, Merlin. All I'm doing Java, is every, are you, you're saying you use JavaScript, and that's that's a scripting language that, that you can employ for mm -hmm. shirts. Every okay. few seconds, every few seconds, I just change the source on that image to be something <gasps> different, and I with uh, with timers. Is, is that like assembler? It's just you know set interval in JavaScript, and I preload the images using ancient techniques that are probably outdated. But can I'm you help an old me with web my programmer. draft scripts. If I if I get, I would really love to. I would really love to get you on that. That and fixing the certificate. On the Roderick on the Line site, I have a whole <laughs> lot of jobs I could put you on. Uh, speaking of certificates, yeah, when I set up this site, like, so I bought rectifs.store and then I added it to my like my own domain hosting thing. Yeah, and it, like auto set up an SSL certificate for me. My SSL stuff is such a mess. Like, I honestly, Whoa, I always do Let's Encrypt. Yeah, they don't they don't let you they don't support Let's Encrypt or else I would do that. But they have their own built in thing and it just worked. And so I'm not asking any questions. So anyway, rectifs.store. All it is is a page that shows you pictures and has buttons that you can click to buy. And it's just going to send you to Cotton Bureau. Cotton Bureau is where you're actually going to buy it. But the, you always want to have a landing page that you own and control. And so and again, it is really so true. We, we joke, but that is absolutely true. And when I was make, making a crack a minute ago about exporting OPML, I mean, like, I, what is the conversation you nerds had for weeks or months about? Gmail versus everything else, eventually, you know, fast mail. It's like if I had known how organs deep I would be in Gmail in terror all the time of losing that account. I, I mean, it was, it's hard, it might be hard to imagine now how novel and amazing Gmail was when it came out. Like it was so functional, especially for a web page, it was very Ajaxy. Stuff we take for granted now was just incredible. But I wish I had that to do over, or I wish I'd known to put a vanity domain on it you know what i mean it's well then you would have been in the same situation as casey where the uh the google said oh yeah we're not letting you have any domains anymore so you better move elsewhere right but they i think that like you said they, they fixed that but like another example and not, not to slag google products but you know one of the many appealing things i think was it dave pell that did feedburner feedburner was a really really interesting idea because feedburner basically said hey look come come to feedburner you get set up with this and then you'll be able to take any um rss feed or a .xml or whatever, and like run it through our dingus and look at all the cool things you get. You get you get some stats. You get um, you get ways to like display the posts on a web page. Feedburner was so goddamn clever. And Google bottom, of course. I, I most of my stuff is still on Feedburner because guess why? Like <laughs> the irony is, instead of having you know uh, XYZ dot com well now it's feed burner but like how do i take that somewhere else i mm -hmm. i think they might but they they eol'd it and it's sitting there just waiting to break it's it's just you can do there. redirects on rss feeds most rss readers and podcast readers will follow redirects and start using the new url so it's not that dire you should see me inside you should see you should see what i do inside an htx that it'll curl your hair mm -hmm. yeah I know so anyway, all the numbers. <laughs> 28 minutes because of the yes because of the uh what uh pre pre-taped call-in show nature yep. of rectifs yep. um the plan is that there will be two episodes of the show where we tell people about the shirts because honestly another thing you learn from selling podcast shirts is no one will know about these shirts if you don't talk about it on the show and people don't listen to the podcast the no, day it's released turn casey into like a tsa person who has to keep telling you to throw away your cannon and your gallon of water it's like no matter and it's, it's a joke but it's not and i've been on both sides of this Hey, why didn't you tell me you were selling a shirt? Mm -hmm. Oh, and I didn't even like, know well, you were selling shirts. Are they still for sale? Well, and I understand that because everybody's got a life. But like the right. thing and is, so I feel like a homemade 
because of how much I've been mentioning this, partly because I like money, but also owing to the fact that I know it's very frustrating when you can no longer get something. Well, maybe you're behind your, on podcasts, right? Don't get your hopes up about how much money this is going to be. So this is another thing to point up that I bring up on the ATP. These t-shirts are not really a way for us to make money. Like, I know they look expensive when you buy them, but by the time everyone takes out the money that is required, plus all, everything is expensive, right? So we don't make a huge amount of money. If you're like, oh, I don't want a stupid t-shirt, but I would like to support Rectifs. Well, good news. We have a membership that we talk about like in every show. If you go to real.fm slash rd slash join, you can become a member. That is a way better way to give us money to support the show. And you also get, uh, you know, episodes with extra content and an ad-free show and everything, right? So, only get these if you want a T-shirt. These are not going to yeah. be a big money maker for us. I'm not sure how many people yeah, that, that even want these That was a potential topic shirts, for tonight. Right? Is like I think we probably shouldn't talk too much more about T-shirts. But I have like a my own kind of personal cascade where like at the at the platinum level, there are people I just want to give money to. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know if I'm helping them succeed, let alone making them succeed. But I just want to give this person money. Well, every time we go see this Ricky Montgomery guy, we walk out with three, three digits of stuff because I love the guy. I love the little kid. And, uh, and I, or, you know, there's a lot of people like that. We're like, I'll just auto buy anything they've got because I want to support them. If I can get it on Bandcamp, I'll get it on Bandcamp. I do that for a lot of bands I liked in the 90s. Um, but then but there is this point where you're like, how many more gray podcast t-shirts do I need? Yeah, because that's what I'm know. saying. Like, yeah, yeah. This is like don't the, feel uh, like don't feel like you got to get it for that. If you want yeah, the money just, at us, join. Only get it if you actually want these shirts, right? If you and, don't and, want and, the and shirts, if you're actually yeah. doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, and and it's kind of like the original ATP shirt where these will. <laughs> the first ATP shirts weren't that great until we got our feet under us and figured out some good stuff. But if you have like an original ATP shirt, especially the one with the bad printing on the back, that's pretty rare. So I think. Oh God, that these, the printing was that was that like written? It was like. Uh, Swift code on the back or something? Yeah, the font was wrong because inst- we didn't turn the text into outlines and they didn't have the font available on the printing thing, so it was all messed up. So it's kind yeah. of a collector's item. So these shirts, these the our first, seven years in, our first attempts to make any kind of shirts for this show uh, may end up being extremely rare and obscure. So if you're into that, feel free to get one. But like I said, don't feel like you have to get this shirt to like support the show. Buy a membership if you want to support the show. If you don't want a t-shirt, just skip it. Yeah. Um, but for real, uh, not not to be my actual self, uh, outside the bit, but um, I'm John. You, just so you all know, John has done a really good job on this with n- not only no help from me, but anything I did have to offer was, as you could imagine, mostly just a derail. You, you did this, uh, you came up with the second shirt design. That's a pretty big contribution. I like Chicago. I don't like, you know, I never liked charcoal. Did you have a feeling on, char- on charcoal? What about Espy Sands? Remember that one? Espy Sands looked really good, jaggy for like your labels for folders and stuff. I like SP Sands. Chicago started to look a little stodgy once like charcoal it did, and SP Sands came out. Um, but like the only thing worse than Chicago, though, I mean, Chicago, like, you know, show some respect. Chicago ruled and it looks real great. I mean, and I found a pretty close approximation of Chicago that's extremely blocky. I did not like smoothed Chicago. No, smooth Chicago was wrong. It, no, it was like, a, it was like if you gave your typeface uh, a wig. It was really, it didn't, it didn't. Yeah, like the whole point, if you're going to do like a retro classic Mac font, you have to do the bitmap version because that's what they were. They were bitmap fonts. They weren't true type fonts on a 128K Mac. This is like you, I'm looking at your boy here. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Zelda in your icon. You talked about this very problem, how it's hard to take a Zelda from back in the day. And like you get, it does too much smoothing and bilateral neighbor stuff. And then mm-hmm. pretty soon it looks like, you know, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like, 
Zelda's sitting in the Vaseline tower. The other tower. Bilateral neighbor stuff. You got that? I run into that a lot because I use Pixelmator for lots of stuff. When, I'm, when, I, when I got something I really like, I'll open it in Pixelmator on the iPad. And it has this amazing, it's not just nearest neighbor. It also has this thing called smart or something like ML Enhance or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it does it, it makes it a little bit greasy looking, but it can, <laughs> it can make a really old, terrible photo pop enough for the internet. Everybody, thank you to all of you for listening. If if you don't need to ever give us a nickel, I'm grateful that you're here. We would love your money because it's our, our job and stuff. But also, uh, hats off to uh, to Syracuse. Great job on this. Rectives.store. So uh, you go to Rectives.store. Yeah. And if yeah. I haven't totally screwed up the scheduling, there'll be one more show where you hear about this and that's it. And then after that all, we're just going to hear from the people who didn't, who didn't know we were selling shirts. Let's talk about t-shirts. Let's talk about t-shirts then. I think we've talked enough about t-shirts this week. Yes. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Sourcegraph. You can learn more about Sourcegraph right now by visiting about.sourcegraph.com. So you've hired a brilliant developer. Well, that's great. But now you're going to have to get them onboarded. And if your company is growing, onboarding new developers will be a common occurrence but it's a big undertaking each time. One of the biggest challenges for new hires is to get them up to speed with the project that their new team is working on. This can be tricky if the code bases that your developers are working on are already large, but thankfully Sourcegraph makes it easy to move fast, and even in those big code bases. Developers know that knowledge is most useful when it is findable. Centralization is helpful, but Given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, how do you make knowledge accessible to those who need it? As a code intelligence platform, Sourcegraph gives developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph need to rely on asking colleagues or reviewing out-of-date documentation, which is cumbersome and time-consuming. But with Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's the big stuff that's worthy of that extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier, and today they work with leading companies across every industry, including three out of the five top tech companies. They work with places like PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, and Atlassian. So uh, go out right now. You visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more. That's about.sourcegraph.com to find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world use Sourcegraph and find out what they can do for yours. Or you can, of course, just click the link in our show notes and that'll let you uh, let them know that you heard about it from us. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Quick follow-up. First item. Oh, yeah. I just I was just typing. I was in a mood. Um, and these are, these are, <laughs> I guess there's some small part of my mind in my very small mind where I think, oh, I'll needle John a little about this, but I want to, uh, first any updates on the TV project? Where are we with the fan? Uh, how's the TV project going? I periodically check to see if two things. One, I'm checking to see if my favorite, uh, TV reviewers have posted their full reviews of the TV I'm thinking of buying. And the answer to that so far has been no. 
right? And two, I'm checking to see whether the television is available for sale because it's supposed to go on sale in the month of June. And here we are in the middle of the month of June. And the answer to that question oh, is, this is, like still, a, is this like one of those Apple later in the year things? I mean, I think it will be June, but it might be towards the end of June. So uh, no, no progress. I'm still waiting to read the reviews to, <laughs> to, con to confirm this is really the TV I'm going to get. And for people who keep asking and are wondering, it's the Sony A95K. Uh, and then I'm and then I can't actually buy it because it is not yet for sale. Uh, so I'm still just waiting. And um, if you can share within your OPSEC, um, if you could pick, say, two places that you wish would do thorough reviews, what, Archings, maybe? Uh, my my favorite one is the YouTube channel HDTV Test, despite the Ooh, uh, okay. terrible uh, sophomoric uh, sexual innuendos that he puts into every one of his videos. Well, that's, that's funny when people do that. No, it's bad. But no. um, I have been watching his theory reviews for years, and he does a really good job, uh, Vincent Tio, on HGTV tests. So that is my number one thing that I'm watching because I've I've watched him do reviews for so long. I've watched him review well, what, what all distinguishes, the comparable televisions. Is it his thoroughness? What, what yeah, is he's it a, he, as he used to say at the beginning of his, his videos, he is slash was a professional TV calibrator. Um, and so he when he's testing these televisions, he's got all the calibration equipment, and he's able to not just <laughs> tell you how they perform, but pinpoint the various techniques they're using to account for the weaknesses in the panels and how oh, well that they is really your that. stuff right there. Isn't and it? he can really compare like this TV to all of the competitors to last year's model, like a, a huge level of detail. HDTV test again, it's off putting when he does this, his sexual innuendo jokes in the videos. Cause it's like, you know, sixth grade humor, but he's a really good reviewer. Um, and then some more sites. Artings is a good one. CNET, believe it or not, uh, has some good TV reviews. I like, I like there's, there's a woman who does, um, Apple watch coverage at CNET that I really like a lot. I, you, you're, you're blazing right past Artings, which I learned about from you, Marco, somebody, uh, it's, it's so imagine ratings.com, but no, a so Artings. Um, I, I want to just recommend you go visit there regardless of whether or not you need any kind of equipment. I love the way they do reviews. I love the way they break it down into facets. John, you know how I feel about facets. But they've also got stuff like, here's a little dingus that will show you like what size TV would be beneficial for the room you're putting it in. Like in my case, like if I had the TV I have now in my dorm room in college, it would be asinine. It, it would be like putting a surfboard on the wall, right? And But like I know 65 is exactly, well, just listen to me now, it's exactly as big as I'll probably ever get. And but like the, there's other ones too. They have all kinds of things, but they, they show lots of screen grabs. Our things will show you like just all kinds of detail on stuff, and you know they do headphone tests and and stuff like that. They tell you calibrate suggested calibration settings. They did the multi year long burn in tests of OLED, which is another great thing that our things was doing. Oh That's, my gosh, uh, a, quite a big commitment to instead of just saying oh we think it'll be okay, they actually tested them you know in a fairly scientific way over the course of many years. Um, another channel that I like on YouTube is Digital Trends. Uh, the guy Digital who does Trends. that channel does, does pretty good reviews as well. So, and there there are preliminary reviews from all these people of the A95K, but uh, most of the channels will say, "So here's our preliminary review, but uh, we're going to do our full review. A full review will be out in a few weeks." So I think by the time you listen to this, the full review is probably going to be out. Oh my gosh, you must be on pins and needles. Yeah, and, and it's looking good so far. Like the the, the uh, Samsung S95B is their own television with the same panel, and they do a bunch of Samsung stuff, and it doesn't appeal to me, and they don't support Dolby Vision, so that's basically out for me. But that lets me know that the panel is mostly up to snuff. And does does this uh, is this affected at all by Gruber's thing about 
uh, it's a Gruber thing. I love the guy. But he did the thing about how Samsung quote cheats on. Oh tests. yeah, no, they they totally do that. But who cares? Like I don't I don't actually care that much about it. What I care more about is that they boosted their brightness levels across the board and in such a way that it is no longer accurate to just blocks. to look better in stores. But they already have a firmware update to fix that. So I don't Good. I don't care about their cheating on the test thing because who cares? Like that's exactly the, the you know Vincent Tio from HDTV Test discovered this right and and oh, had, really? has a vid- and has a video on it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that's the type it's not going to fool a real reviewer. They'll they'll find this out and they will test it for real. And, you know, anyway, um, so it's looking like that's going to be the TV. But even if it's not, there are a bunch of other reasonably good choices. Well, you know, the next program, John, is going to be very exciting because people are going to be at least a couple of people. I'll, I'll buy a shirt for Alex. Um, I, I told our friend Gilbert I'd buy him a shirt because he's doing a nice thing for me. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a couple. I mean, you know, robbing uh, Peter to pay Peter. You know what I'm saying, but and then maybe you 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 might be in uh, in receiving not receiving it, but at least getting the order and then hoping that it ships okay. Oh yeah, I forgot to mm. uh, say when the sale ends. Sorry. Um, so oh, yeah. tentatively <laughs> again. <laughs> Sorry. We Sorry re- real quick, real quick, we want to mention t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, tentatively, <laughs> this sale is going to end on July 15th, and that might seem like a long time uh, to you uh, if mm-hmm. you're listening to this right after the show drops, or maybe not so long if you listen to it later. So July. 15th that's your deadline ever wonder how fast time goes by if you are a listener to this show and i hope you are um go back and pull up an episode from a month and a half ago and it's going to curl your hair because you're going to be thinking oh my god this feels like it was two weeks ago that's time baby people think too much about time in the future that they haven't spent yet they forget about time in the past they squandered and i'm saying don't sleep on this and and if you would please please consider i don't make extra money from this but I, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to promote mine. I want them both. To, I want people to buy both in all the colors. If you need shirts, you know, maybe you've had a massive change in body. Maybe you've become an eldritch horror of some kind. Maybe you're a tentacle creature and you need something that accommodates, uh, your new carriage. Can I just say shirt? Second follow up item. This is real. I, you don't have to, if you don't want to, I just, I, I, when you're ready, I'd love to get an update on the freezer and the toe. If you have anything to share. Sure. Toes, uh, they're still a mess. There was a, 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 a ointment, whatever thing that I think I mentioned <laughs> last time that they gave me a thing yes. to put on. It was like, it's like a turkey baster. It's like a little, it's liquid, oh, nice. like a little brush, brush applicator. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, put this on your, this, this was for the, the, the one on my right toe that was like, that I thought was going to the copycat toe, the one that decided to join. Yeah, in. exactly. The copycat toe that, uh, that looks much better than the other one, but it was, it was having a problem. And, and the, remember I said, the guy said, oh, I don't have to take this off. I can just fix it. And, and he gave me this stuff to put on it. And so I've been putting the stuff on it and I went for a follow-up appointment. <laughs> He's like, ah, this is, yeah, this is doing okay. I'm putting a lot of stuff on my toes lately. <laughs> yeah. And the guy said, yeah, everything looks okay. It looks like it's doing okay. You can keep putting that stuff on your toe if you want, but maybe, you know, do it less frequently instead of every day, do it every three days or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, and he's like, you don't hmm. have to make a follow-up appointment. Everything looks fine. You're good to go. So I've had this little, again, it's like a little tube with like a little plastic, like turkey baster brush or like a pastry brush type of thing, mm-hmm. but made of plastic, but for mm-hmm. medicine application. You're talking about like one of those oxo silicone, silicone. Uh... Yeah, but imagine very fine little plasticky hairs right it's it's like that's, a that, tiny, that's kind of sexy john if it's I'm being a honest. tiny pastry brush for your toenails f- filled with the medicine it's the and worst so I've been ever yeah, and mm. and it, it's like it you know it, it you, never you runs out it's you know it's it, like i don't understand how it's still going right because i thought i would have run out of it ages ago but it's still going and you know what i started putting on my other big toe as well because that toe is a Good mess for you man i mean piss on a spark plug what's the worst thing that can happen yeah exactly what, 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 what the doctor wants you to do it less what do you suppose hey, it, 
Well, because you don't need it as much. It's supposed to be like toe renewal, whatever. Who the, anyway, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The toes, they don't look great. I think the one on the left doesn't feel great because it's just so weird and messed up. <laughs> Did I tell you this? When I went, when I had my doctor appointment and I got to see like at the end of it, you get to like look at the doctor's notes on your chart or whatever. And they write in such clinical language. Mm-hmm. And I think what they said about the toenails, they said something, something, toenail, you know, whatever. Uh, they grew back but are now deformed. <laughs> is that a, is it's that a like, medical just term? Just flat out to say, yeah, these toenails, are, you know, the toenails. He's not uh, a hunchback. I, yeah, exactly. Deformed. Just straight. <laughs> so, I, according, oh, no. According to a clinical, you know, an actual doctor, my toenails are deformed, which I can't really argue. At least one no. of them definitely is. The other one is not a looker, but one of them is deformed. You know, there's a funny thing in life, and this goes straight back to that old uh, the phrase, which is true, though, that a watched pot never boils, which is like there is this weird liminal amount of time. And this is something I've explored a lot in my miniature career. And like saying things like, well, if you think you're really good at time, why don't you not look at a clock for five minutes and tell me ex- when exactly five minutes have gone by? And if you get it wrong, you have to start over. Like you'd be blown away how our estimates of time are wrong. And if you really, really, really want that yummy pasta and you're staring at the boiling water, it, it feels like it takes longer. I guess what I'm saying is you're essentially doing long time. You, you have to readjust. If, if you're able to readjust your expectations – you know what I mean? It could be about the TV also. It's about a lot of things in life, but you go like, I'm going to quit thinking about this like something where even new information is going to come this week, let alone that it'll be resolved. Because, you know, sometimes the new information is not positive. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, with your deformed, medically deformed mm-hmm, toes, mm-hmm. you need to you need to prepare for, for uh, I think they call it long time. I'm always just waiting for them to rebel again. And here's the thing about the toes. Like you're speaking of watch oh, because never there's boils. blood in the water and now now they, they've, they've gotten the taste well, of human toe. But but here's here's the thing about them. They're not growing. Mm. I t- and I talked it's to you, the toe that are growing this. The, the mm. normal toenails, my all my other toenails are growing. Okay. And occasionally I have to clip them because that's what yeah. you do with your toenails. They grow that's and true. you clip them, right? These ones are not growing. And I mentioned that to the doctor. I said, why are these toenails growing? He's like, well, when toenails get injured and upset... Sometimes Mommy they take and Daddy a while. love each other very yeah. much. Sometimes they take a while before they start growing again. Honestly, I oh, don't like know. It got shocked. It was like so. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's convalescing. the The toe itself in the 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 nail producing bed component is convalescing in some ways. Right, but so that theory makes some sense, except for the fact that both of these toenails were one hundred percent removed, and these are new toenails that grew Ooh. where once there was no oh, toenail and whatsoever. Now we move into the area that makes me uncomfortable. Right. So oh. because there was no toenail there, and then these yeah. two new ones grew. And uh, they grew, wampus, right? They grew to well. One of them grew terrible. Looking. I think the other if one memory grew, serves, you said okay. one of the one on your left left foot. Uh, I believe you said it was a centimeter, <laughs> a centimeter wide and growing on a diagonal. Is that right? Yeah. No, it's no good. You don't want to. You don't want to look at it. <laughs> well, speaking of toupees, it's legitimately toe, deformed. Well, can you get a toe marking? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm pastry brushing it. We'll see how it goes. But the other right. one grew almost to normal toenail length but now both of them both of them have not grown in months and so i'm wondering it's like are they yeah, just but it's like going a teenager to, i bet it has growth spurts literally well are they just waiting to die and then go through all this again or are they going to start growing again so further news on that or could uh, they could they reach you know. a new level of deformity medically yeah that'd be difficult there all right well you know keep keep on it I, i'm telling you a long time man you you got to just pick out some books to read you got to chill maybe get ripped 
You know what I'm saying? Maybe, well, weights are what brought you to this whole problem to begin with, right? I'm, uh, exactly. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing weights now. Um, and, and are, so you, are, the, you, are you getting all Stu Wellington? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm Have you seen doing, that guy? Have doing, you seen what that guy looks weights. like? I've, I've seen him, yeah. Man. I watch his Instagrams. Mm. Seems seems overkill for podcasting, but I guess he's got to uh, got to do his uh, you know Patrick Swayze impression as he's uh, his own bouncer at the bar. The other item here is freezer. Uh, the freezer is still singing its song. It is still in the garage. The reason I haven't replaced it is because I had my parents come out and they stay in the basement, and we didn't want to have down down um, in the finish room. Yep, I, we didn't want to mm-hmm. have the disruption of like oh, we have to prepare the way for a new refrigerator and also at the same no, time prepare no, the room no. for my parents to stay in. No, you, know. you have to... People don't understand this, John. It's like talking to my goddamn kid. You have to add in extra capacity that seems like a waste. Whether it's a waste of time, waste of money, whatever. You know what? Your vacation is going to cost more than you thought. This project is going to take more time than you thought. Like, I mean, you may disagree because that's how you are. You're very oppositional. Uh, but like, you know, you spent a lot of time on, on what you've done with this t-shirt project. <laughs> By the way, we're selling t-shirts, rectifs.store. It's for, for a very limited time. But, um, but I, 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 now that I got that gospel at some point in my career, such as it is, it's one of those things you can't unsee, you can't unhear. It's like, why do people keep acting like everything will go better than they expected? It's got to end. Yeah, uh, so I knew this would be quite a disruption. Uh, my parents came out for uh, my son's graduation, and so oh my god, figured, him and Daisy, it was the sweetest photo. Yeah, and, we, and so we figured uh, I should send you the uh, if you follow my wife. Yeah, I would love, I would love pictures. to see more. Uh, I'm thinking about getting a what do they call it a, 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 a not a finsta. Uh, I'll get a uh, a low keyster. Like I, mm-hmm. I want to get a low key, mm-hmm. like you don't know it's me account, so I can creep on people. Did you know the dog and John John Wick is named Daisy? Uh, I think I might have known that. I think that's my a dog's very name good is movie. my dog's name is Daisy May though. It's a little bit different. Hmm, that seems a little agrarian. It's it's from I think someone said it's from like a comic, like an old time newspaper comic. Daisy May. Yeah, it's probably from Little Abner. Little Abner. Anyway, the plan for the freezer is I will eventually get a new freezer, and it will I will eventually prepare the way. It will go down in the basement, and I will get okay. rid of the old one. That is thank on you the, very, thank you very much for being here today. I, I don't want to I don't want to be labeled that, especially this week where it's one of those weeks where I, I want to be nice to you because you you did a really good job, but that ends now. Well, in theory, in theory, I did a good job because again, nothing is for sale yet. <laughs> See, this is the attitude I want from my team. I want my team to understand why would I bring a jacket if I'm not cold right now? Oh my god. I, I just, and, and I've to be had clear, it. Listener, it will be for sale by the time you hear this. I swear. Yeah, no, no, Otherwise, Rectus something does. has gone terribly wrong. Terribly, terribly wrong. Listen, I'm blinking. I'm blinking fast. I need help. <laughs> Send help. Save Brittany. <laughs> Pray for Mojo. <laughs> this episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful template, you can engage with your audience, and you can sell anything, your products, your services, even the content that you create. Whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace has got you covered. With Squarespace, you can use insights to grow your business. So if you've ever wondered where your site visits and your sales are coming from and which channels are the most effective, you can analyze all of that in Squarespace. Once you've got that data, you can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content. Of course, you can sell your products in your own online store, 
Whether you're selling physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. Uh, favorite of mine, you can, you can start blogging. You know, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates, and you'll be able to categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. I'm a big fan of Squarespace. I use it all the time. It is, for example, where the Roderick on the Line podcast uh, has always lived. It's also where uh, my personal websites uh, live. They've been great to me, and I feel confident saying they're going to be great to you. So please, right now, you go, you head out to squarespace.com slash dis, that's D-I-F-F-S, going to get you a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code DIFFS, that's D-I-F-F-S, and that's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, it's squarespace.com slash DIFFS, and when you decide to sign up, use that offer code DIFFS for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Ugh. Uh, what do we got time for? <laughs> so your your uh, mini topic that you threw in, which I think is relevant, that I think we do have time. Should for. we do Are it we another? Do... Really, you don't want to do it another week so we don't t-shirt people out too much? But it's your, but it's your topic. It's not just. It's not just a. Well, we could also talk about the uh, the after times. All right. Well, I'll leave. Which one I do know, you want to do? It's up to you. You pick. You know what? You're the good boy this week. So so you pick. We can do. We can talk about because the t-shirt thing. What what I'd said to John was what had happened was. I was curious about, because it's, it's pretty ironical that I would say this in the week where I'm begging you to go to rectifs.store and please order several shirts. But I was thinking about my own personal, I love that term, cascade. I, I think I first learned it in that usage from CSS and like daughters and descendants and stuff like that. But like I have a cascade for like things I want to support. This also gets into our topic someday about what we subscribe to. And like there's this weird it's just weird, like, okay, on the one hand, there are things that I want to support whether or not it ever does anything good for me. It's basically, I want to be an anonymous parent to this project. And I want you to not die of rickets and never know that I had a role in that. Because I just want you to keep doing great work. I don't, look at every, I don't look at every Brian David Gilbert video that comes out, but the day he put up his Patreon, I was totally there. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to throw money at Brian, Brian David Gilbert. If there's anybody who deserves to be like an independent guy going nuts. Have you ever watched his videos, John? No. I have have you seen not. ever seen his ultimate gamer setup? No, I don't think so. I may Brian need you to David watch that. Gilbert. He used to be at um, the video game site. Polygon. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I just don't know the person's name. Well, yes, you I totally, I seen I totally play, know a guy, 100%. You might have right. seen him play video games with the McElroys and with... Um, no, I know. Uh, I, uh, oh, 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 Simone. Simone. Yeah, no, I, I know who you're talking about. I did not know his name, but I have seen many, many of his <sighs> Video game setup. He's really funny. His, did you ever see the, the way you can make money uh, and be yeah, your Yeah, earn 20K every month by being your oh own Oh, my God. That <laughs> video is next level. Okay, I'm going to put some BDG videos and but like okay so then at the far other end at the one end you've got look i just i can't wad up my money and and you know like fry throw it at you hard enough and fast enough at the other end obviously is indifference and i i don't care but like somewhere there's this weird area where it's like that's a cool design or that's a show i love and so rarely do those things really match up really i mean like the shows i love a lot i don't always love their merchandise but but can I just tell you what the thing that looms so large in my head when I think about things like t-shirts? And we're not just talking about t-shirts or pint glasses or pins 
or whatever. We're talking about any of the detritus and kipple that enters into your life. And I just want to say two words, conference bag. So like, there's a, like when I went to the first time I went to South by Southwest, have you ever gone and seen this? Like where there's an area where you can take all the stuff out of your freebie bag that you don't want and other people can get it. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> no, I have So you not, get a bag. I went to one conference. Oh my God, this really douchey. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. That's unkind. Really nice. Really nice people at Microsoft who were kind enough to invite um, me and the TechCrunch guy, Michael What's-His-Head, and uh, Gina Trapani, and um, uh, well, shoot, what's his name? The guy who did um, the little cards, Stefan. Anyway, we went, got, got flown to Washington to go <laughs> see a big reveal about Microsoft Live, or as I like to call it, Microsoft Live. And I not only got a really sweet shirt, but they gave us an actual Timbuktu bag. So, okay, if you want to give me a Timbuktu bag, which is the great locally produced messenger bags, I will totally take a Timbuktu bag. What I'm talking about is like when you get, go to the conference, get your badge, you're being ground up in the gears of the machine, and now you've got this crappy bag full of crappy stuff. Oh, look at this. It's a coupon for a 7% discount on 23andMe. And here's another crappy coffee uh, mug or, or whatever. It's just all this shovely junk it's like there's that ad on cable news for that one company where it's like, oh, the really nice thing to do is to give people a gift with your company's name on it. It's like, no, no it's not. Nobody needs that. Like, it, it's like, it's not that much better than Redbubble. And you end up having all this junk you don't need. And here's the thing about Kipple, as Philip K. Dick said. Like, you start out with no, what seems like no Kipple. And then there's a little Kipple. And suddenly, your whole life is Kipple. And it's all conference bag, conference bags all the way down. And that's, that's what I struggle with is like, sometimes I feel disloyal to the objects in my life by choosing to get rid of them. And there are other things I treasure a lot. And I wondered how you felt about that because, and this is a joke, but it's not a joke. Like you and I are both like weird sizes and shapes. Like I, I have a comically low rise. You have ape-like arms. Wait, what's so right? weird about me? Well, you like talk I'm a about clown, I amuse you? Make yeah, you, you know. <laughs> I'm normal shaped. It, it well, all right. Relative, not like people's. I, not, yeah, I don't have saying. a low. I don't have a low rise. My right, low well, rise. Okay. Has, can, can you, you know what? Can I? Question. Can I just thank you to not be ableist about about my rise? You would not believe what I struggle with. Do you know how chafed I was all the time as a child? Mm -hmm. no, because yeah. the rise in pants is ridiculous, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. But you said on numerous occasions you find it difficult sometimes. Like you wear, what did you say? Children's shoes? Like you get mm -hmm. your children's shoes and then you got your rugby shirts, which have to have like comically long sleeves because you're lanky. You're lanky as hell. Yeah. Well, so in, in terms of merch stuff and talking like conference bags, back, back when Macworld Expo was a thing, I went to that. I got some junk from there. Obviously work related stuff that I've gone to. I've gone to conferences for my work. I've made my work pay for conferences that were technically not for my work, but I made them pay for it. Uh, some of those were fun. Um, and they, yeah, they have like bags where they give you a bunch of stuff and work itself. They would constantly give us things to hold right. drinks, calendars, shirts, but jackets. Like if you had like a big launch or something, or did you ever get those yeah, like. No, totally. We got them for our department. Like, okay. here's your department. And, 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 you know, hoodies. I don't wear hoodies, right? Um, and the problem with that stuff is like, if, if it's not a thing that I would normally use in my life, having one of those things with a logo on it doesn't help me. It's not going to suddenly make me want to use it. Right. No, <laughs> the, the logo is not. I mean, I, you put that extremely well. Another, think of it this way. 
like what let's say you're pretty mostly satisfied with your setup in the kitchen like you've got knives that you like and you know how to hone them and take care of them and right you got all the things that you need you've got your your cheese grater <laughs> you got all the things that you love like if somebody gave you a kitchen gadget whose functionality not only did nothing for you, but was a crappier version of something where you got the nice version, right? If somebody gave you a potato peeler that hurt to use, but it had the logo of a, of a, a cloud software company on it, what do you do with that? Well, some people are like, ooh, free potato cutter. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like I need to minimize all of this. Like this all needs to leave my house. So that, you know, but, but, but I'm the worst case right now. My drawers are just full I've got this base tan of t-shirts that lines the bottom of all my drawers. It's just this relentless podcast gray of all these shirts and some of which I love. Like I, 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 you know what I love? I got this cause I'm a member. I, th I think that's why I got this. Yeah. I'm an incomparable member. Um, and I got that red shirt with like the D and D wizard on it. And it's my favorite podcast shirt I've gotten in at least a year. One reason I like it. I mean, I love the incomparable. I, I'm scared to be on it, but I love the incomparable, but like, I love that it doesn't say the incomparable. It's just a wizard casting a spell and it looks so freaking cool. Like that, that I, every time that one pops up in the wash, it's like golden boy. You know what I'm saying? Or like my Hawkeye shirt with a pizza dog on it, you know, um, stuff like that. But like, I don't want to seem overly Marie Kondo, except one aspect of this is really true. If you've got stuff that you don't touch, let alone love, that is Kipple that will accumulate. And what, what do we know about Kipple? Kipple attracts more Kipple. Do people know what that word means, John? I mean, you've said it enough. I think people can figure it out from context, but it is a made-up word, right? Yeah, I don't know which book it's in. I want, I, I want to say, uh, do Android stream over electric sheep, but I don't remember. But I'll, I'll find out while you're talking. Tell, tell me Thank what you Thank you for love. not saying that all words are made up. Yeah, it's true. Everything's food if you're hungry. I know, but you didn't take um, the obvious tell, tell one. It was nice. Just like when you told me I was oppositional and I didn't say, no, I'm not. We're both doing good this show. You think so? Yeah. Um, Rectives.store is the site. <laughs> so so on, on the on the topic of this, though, uh, <laughs> with the specific case of T-shirts, podcast T-shirts, which is what we're talking about, um, although I don't have any need for a new potato peeler or anything to hold drinks and I don't wear hoodies and I don't need a new bag, I wear t-shirts all the time. It is my main wardrobe if, in is the it, winter. Is this your, ba your base layer or the layer you're mainly in, rocking? In the summer, it's the only thing I'm wearing. And in the winter, I'm wearing a t-shirt underneath my other stuff. So t-shirts actually have practical value to me. Me, me too. My, I, I usually wear three. Uh, my basic in the house is often three layers. I've got a t-shirt. I've got a Mack Weldon long sleeve t-shirt over that. And then over that, I always wear a marine layer uh, Marine Lair makes these amazing shirts with side pockets. They're like almost like a shirt jacket. They call it a camp shirt. But like I always have a base layer that's a t-shirt I'm happy about. I, I own four Fantastic Four shirts, not counting the Franklin Richards four and a half one from Scott Pilgrim. Um, I When I wear a Fantastic Four shirt, I, it's like they used to say about ladies in the 80s. Like you got your lingerie on. It's just like your little secret. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm Sue Storm. You just can't see me. Yeah, and it's... Like for, for t-shirts, my problem with t-shirts is, okay, but what kind of t-shirt do I want to wear? So the easy one is, how about some solid color t-shirts? So I have a bunch of Mack Weldon, sponsor of many of my podcasts, solid color t-shirts. The ones that have the little like double thing on the shoulders, the tucking uh, shirts, just, the long, long no, tail. Just, 
No, just regular solid color Mac welding t-shirts. Okay. Not, not the fancy they silver They need a really ones, good white t-shirt that's like that's engineered like a cantilevered bridge and mm-hmm. has a super long tail on it. I, I legit love their clothes. Yeah, and it, so and so that gives me solid color stuff, right? Yep, but yep, yep. The other main source of my t-shirts was uh, the the summer run series on Long Island that my family were to participate in when we all lived there. Uh, mostly my father. Um, and at the end of each race, you would get a summer run series t-shirt. And I had a oh, wow. huge collection of these, mostly from my father. Oh, and I think a lot that's of the, nice. A lot of them had the year on them, right? And so eventually I would look at the t-shirt because you don't think about how old your t-shirts are unless they have a year on them. And when, so I'm walking around wearing t-shirts a t-shirt and I look- turn eight a lot faster than you would guess. Well, I, I'm looking at shirts like it's, you know, uh, like last year and I'm looking at one of my shirts and it says 1992 on it. And then you do you're the math. You're kidding and, like, and it's not shredded? Well, no, they're pretty faded and shredded at this point. Okay. And so I've had to retire a lot of shirts. But the reason I wore them, a lot of them were ugly. A lot of them were kind of like the ugly sweater type of vibe, like where you're wearing something that's intentionally dorky. Because they were, you know, it's a it's a run, it's a running series on Long Island. They, whoever they hired to do the graphic art looks like clip art, right? Is it is it like like covered with local business logos on the back? Some of them do have stuff on the like back. Ice, so ice have cream w- WBAB radio station logos <laughs> and the, the furniture I love store. Stuff like that. I would kill for some of the Cincinnati um what was it WEBN shirts? They had the best off oh, for notes. WEBN shirts were so good and they had this summer event every year with this amazingly cool logo. And like I just aspired to be old enough to have earned like a Cincinnati radio station t shirt. I think stuff like that's nice, but 92 is wild. Yeah, I mean, I, and I had so many of those. And a lot of them I retired before they totally shredded, and I wouldn't let my wife throw them out. Some I did have to get rid of because they really they got holes in them and stuff. But some of them held up amazing, amazingly well. Do you get yellow pits? I get yellow waxy pits. And that's that's an ideal T-shirt for me because it says something about I'm really super into Long Island and love that I came from there and love that place. And I love these dorky T-shirts from there. And I used to wear them around and people would ask you, you'd meet other people from Long Island because they would, you know, be like, uh, you know, it would say like Babylon or Comac or St. James on it. And people from Long Island would know what those places are. They'd recognize the radio stations. They're like, hey, WBAB, I know that, right? And, you know, or they'd recognize the stores and they would strike up a conversation oh, based so on cool. my- like a pl- like probably places that aren't around anymore. Uh, yeah, like it's like wearing an obscure rock band t-shirt where you're only going to, someone's only going to come up to you and talk to you if they're, if they have that connection with you. So I wore those shirts for years. And the modern day equivalent of that are podcast t-shirts. I totally love agree. podcast t-shirts. I buy podcast t-shirts for all the podcasts that I listen to whenever they sell them. Because I want to wear t-shirts that are about the podcast that I like. Now, here's the, here's the, the slight twist in this. And this is the Kipple angle. Um, and this is so I currently do not wear my own t-shirts. So oh, I don't wear not, ATP shirts. that guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I know I know you've had this discussion with John Roderick about you don't, you don't like a, around the house or anything. No, I, I know that you've had this discussion with John Roderick about it. What point? If you do a tri blend instead of that Catholic hair shirt that you do for hypercritical, it just sits in my it sits in my drawer, my IKEA drawer, and just taunts me. I, I don't know what happened to your shirt. It's it's the same as every other podcast shirt. It's just a cotton. I mean, shirt. it's like they found it in a teenager's bedroom. It's not good. All right. Well, anyway, it's very. It's maybe very you got one hundred percent cotton, and you just can't handle one hundred percent cotton because you're a tri blend heathen. That's the fabric of our lives. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Electric. You can learn more about Electric right now by visiting electric.ai slash diffs. Turning a small business into an empire takes work, and you have to keep your ear to the ground for things that will help you take it to the next level. 
but this can be difficult when your attention is pulled in different directions because that's just the reality of being a boss. Well, the team over at Electric, no small businesses, maybe like yours, uh, are facing those challenges. And that's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending your time sorting through unused application licenses, setting up employee laptops, and answering never-ending IT questions from your team, you can just go and build that empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to doing what you are good at. That's why you're here. And plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. And right now, for Reconcilable Differences listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. That, that sounds interesting to you. You head on over to electric.ai slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Electric.ai slash diffs. That's a cool domain. Go there now and uh, get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Not bad. Our thanks to Electric for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. So I don't wear my own shirts, and there, there is a context, it seems to me, where if you are in a band at a certain certain scenario, you <laughs> can wear your own shirt if you are in a band. <laughs> and you're out of laundry. <laughs> but, cer- but yeah, <laughs> right. But certain scenarios you can't. Well, I'm currently in a phase in my life where I don't wear my own t-shirts. The only exception I make is I will wear an incomparable shirt because that's not my podcast. Granted, I've been right. on a hundred hundred episodes. Did you get the wizard? Did you get the wizard it, shirt? No, but I have uh, I have a lot of the robot themes. God, I've imagine, got right? I think I've got three or four. I've got Skeletor is one of my favorites. That's a tri blend, and I love it. I've got I think I've got microphone head guy. Um, there's probably a name for that. But yeah, uh, there's a bunch of there's the old logo and the new one uh, with mm-hmm. the with the microphone head robot guy. I've got just the, robot. The new ones. look is so sexy. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, so I've got a lot of incomparable shirts, and I will wear those. But but I don't wear my own T-shirts. But here's the thing. I buy every one of my T-shirts for my shows. If we have five T-shirts on ATP, I buy one of each. Uh, I don't buy every single color because that would be too much, but I buy, like, the colors that I want. I buy every single one of my... And if you look at the history of ATP selling shirts, there have been a lot of shirts. And a lot of those shirts I've designed... Uh, and so I, I, I just buy I, every I, single I own shirt. Probably five ATP shirts. I don't have that that one with the weird writing on it. I don't think. But but I mean, isn't this? I mean, is it fair to say this is? A, I mean, I was going to make a crack about do you keep them in the attic in their original boxes? Isn't that part of it? Is like it's it's not you're not being tightly wound, but you do have like a personal museum. You like to keep text files from over a decade ago. Like you're a you're a completionist. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm buying them. A lot of it is because, hey, this is a T-shirt that I designed. I want to have one of them. Right. Yes. And second thing is, hey, I'm like, I'm excited that my podcast has a T-shirt for sale. I want to have one of those. Right. And I, I buy them for my kids, too. And my kids wear them occasionally, too, even though they have no idea about any of my podcasts. I don't care about anything. But it's not, sometimes my, my kids official when, when, when I make uh, ice water or whatever for my kid. My kid's official glass is an ATP pine glass. Yeah, I've got the pine glasses. I'll talk about them in a second. But so for the t-shirts, I buy them. And you're right. I do put them in the attic. I carefully fold them so that the, oh. so that the printing is not creased. Do you put in mothballs, Sean? It's just, in, they're just in like, you know, plastic containers or whatever. Okay. Uh, out of All the right. sun so they don't fade from UV rays or whatever. But other, uh, otherwise, they're up in the attic. And the reason they're there is that at a certain point in my life, I'm going to be old enough where I'm going to be able to wear my own podcast t-shirts because I'll be able to say, maybe a woman in the nursing home, 
Oh yeah, this is a shirt from a show I used to oh do back God, when I was younger. Oh my God, and suddenly you seem cool for the first time. First of all, no one cares what old people wear. It's one of the great you things got, about being old. But you've got enough shirts. You're like that guy. You remember a few years ago, there was that guy, I think Andy Bayo dug this up, but there was that guy who appeared to be uncanny at predicting who would win a soccer game. I think it was soccer. And he did the most basic like Columbo level magic trick, which is mm-hmm. he would have tons of tweets and then delete all the ones that were wrong. Basic, basic, like first level magic user stuff. But in your case, boy, that's going to be really effective. You're going to be able to say this is an incredibly uncomfortable shirt and this icon got me in trouble, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Did you get in trouble for the Mac? I don't Did think you get I have a CND printed, or something. Oh, I only, yeah, I only printed one of those and I still have that one uh, just for me, but I didn't actually sell them to anybody else. I, I still have my mule shirt uh, where you're nervous. I was told never to mention this shirt. But do you remember when mule put out the Al Swearingen shirt? Vaguely, yeah. So it's it's a picture of Ian, uh, you know, what's his name? McShane. Ian Shane? Mm-hmm. Ian Shane. Um, saying, and in this hilarious Western font, uh, get ready, Jim, uh, just him with a, with a speech bubble saying, open the f- can, Peaches. And apparently, yes. his people, like, swept in hard. And it, it got, it didn't get divorced. It got annulled. It was like this t-shirt never existed. And and so in your case, was it the printer? It's none of my business, but was it the printer people that didn't want to do it? Or how did it come, how did it rise to someone's attention? No, it was a, it was a terrible, sad incident in my life. Uh, one one oh, of my so childhood you heroes. About you don't talk about it. One of my childhood heroes emailed me and said, hey, I noticed you're trying to sell a, uh, a shirt with a classic Mac icon. I, well, I drew that icon. Don't sell a shirt. And so I said, okay, I will not sell the shirt. <gasps> it was a bill? No. Who drew oh. all the icons in the classic Mac? Susan, Susan Kerr? I was going to make, oh no. It was John, heartbreaking. You, you Obviously, can, I, can, I said- You can I said, pause on the frame where my heart is breaking. That, she made, she made Claire of us. She made Moof. Yeah. No, she made she all did the icons. I immediately said, yes, I will, you know, I will not. I bet she could spend all day, every day. Not, not that she should or shouldn't. I don't have an opinion on that. She's like, how could the Mac be the Mac that we know? First time you turn, imagine the first time you turn on on my wall as a kid uh, that you had that big poster of the team. But like the first time you turn on the computer, I mean, I know this is well-worn territory, but put yourself where I was in 1988. The first time you turn on the computer, it goes bung, and then there's a a a little pictogram, little you know drawing of the computer that you're using, and it's smiling at you. Happy Mac. Do you remember before that? that, You get the the floppy disk with the question mark on it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what you don't want is that what they call it—the chimes of death. Is that is that the one Mm -hmm. of the old ones where you get the little X's for eyes? It's sad. What are the two keys? You got restart and interrupt. Is that the two keys? Um, like for programming interrupt and what re- reset i believe yeah yeah so if you're doing your sixty-four thousand, yeah okay oh man so that's i'm sorry that sucks but she yeah, she's a genius was, whatever live and learn i was young and foolish but i mean she's um, like I, I mean like i don't want to get weird but she's like paul rand level of or saul bass level of oh my god that sucks man well anyway I mean, we're not like, gonna so, run into that yeah. because we changed the way the control key looks and none of the screens are identifiable as Mac. It's all originally art. The thing with pixel art is it's so easy to reproduce that even if you draw it yourself, it's the same arrangement of pixels. Like, in, you know, for people who know the hypercritical shirts, I drew my own little Mac. There's only so many ways you can draw a classic Mac, but I did draw my own version of that. 
Um, and so that's what actually got sold in the hypercritical shirt. So, but I mean, the original, the very, all of the art from that time, it's just so economical. Like if you looked at that today and you popped it up, I mean, I remember when I first moved, the huge one for me was getting onto OS ten, and I unfortunately did put the beta. You've heard this story, but I, and did, I was shocked by how it looked. Like, wait a minute. So there's a giant picture of a globe. There's a giant picture of a pencil and a like a compass. Are you kidding me? It was so garish. Even I mean, you have to go a long way to be garish compared to the late days of System Nine. Like you could make your computer look steampunk in a couple minutes. Like System Nine. What do you call it? Mac OS 9. People always mix up the system and the Mac, and now you knew better, but now it's happening to you because you're old. What are you talking about? Was it, it wasn't called Mac OS then. What are you talking about? System 9. <laughs> you're system, just forgetting. Sy- you're getting so... You're getting no, so you're, you so. do that. System 7, you get published and subscribe. I remember. Right. Uh, system 7 was mm-hmm. huge. Huge. Right. Mac OS 7? And then 7? What, happened, what happened after System 7? Berenstain Bears. <laughs> yeah we went seven point we had 7.5 remember 7.5 remember 7.5.3 what a release that was right system 7.5.3 do you remember the botch system 7.5.4 where there were multiple versions of the same version number what i rem- what i remember is in the days of six and seven there was a rule of thumb that you're going to know i mean you you can just you can just make me hit myself until i pass out with this kind of information which you have and i do not but what i remember as a power user not a pro was that the odd numbers were almost always better than the even numbers. Do you remember I that mean, as depends. a rule of thumb? Yeah, yeah I, know, 7. I know the theory. 7.1, but, but they could have had 7.1 forever. It was so strong. Yep, yeah, 7.5.5 was, was a good one. Um, but do you remember <sighs> what happened at 7.6? Mm, kaleidoscope or whatever it was called? No, I don't remember. I don't remember. No, it stopped being system and it became Mac OS 7.6. Mm. And from that my point Mac on, it was it Mac OS 8 and mm. Mac OS 9 and Mac OS I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I, um, I'm, I'm going to call I'm Susan Care. Right. Uh, well, we'll see what Susan Care has to say. Moof. 